take the money and run. Mike Fenoya, he doesn't do that. No. I leave the money and he walk. He leaves the money. <laughs> I leave the money and walk. <laughs> Mike's at the Comedy Works. He's got a, a Sunday night at the Landmark, Monday night downtown, Tuesday night at the Landmark. Yep. Uh, if you just tuned in, uh, Mike is a New York-based comedian. He's a writer for Practical Jokers. He tours with those guys. Uh, he's got a podcast called Amigos. Is that you bringing your buddies on? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's a uh, music podcast, comedy podcast. Uh, I wanted to mix it up. Every comic has a podcast, so I wanted to do something a little different, and uh, you know, and 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 have I talk to musicians and comics and people in our world about music and comedy, and it's funny when you get to talking to someone. That's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of good stories. Nick DiPaolo was one that like, I mean, he, he didn't he didn't think he was going to have a bunch of good stories. And it ended up being one of my favorite. You know, he's talking about Jay Giles band and how he used to be a bar back in Boston when Aerosmith was just starting out. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, all these amazing stories. And it's like, how did you think you didn't have any good stories? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really wild. I had Artie Lang on, um, which was a pretty interesting you know, yeah, he's it, always interesting. Yeah, and it was a, it was a, I, I love him and I, I wish him the best. You know, he's kind of going through his recovery and all of that. But I had him on, and just the stories he told were unreal. Bruce Springsteen calling him personally during some rough times in his life, yeah. and just wow. connecting, and the way Stern, you know, working for on on the Howard Stern show, like helped him meet all of his heroes, and just the music. I could sit, and I, I would sit outside the cellar and talk with him. Till three, four in the morning about music, and that's just the stuff I like to chat about. Yeah. You know what I mean? You well, what Rick. you do is pretty much what I do. I talk about music and comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, for the last thirty years, well, you get to sit here in a nice studio, yeah. and I, I just bring my stuff with. I me. I used to work for Westwood One. He has good stories. So you where, should interview him. Yeah, I would love to. That'd be um, great. Westwood One job I had, uh, I I would do a one hour interview with musicians, uh, probably eight or ten a week yeah. for them. And so just before their record would come out, I'd go meet them in their hotel room and uh-huh. sit down and meet just one-on-one for an hour. That's awesome. And it was, yeah, it's really, it, number one, it made me a good interviewer. Yeah. Because they wanted an hour and uh, sometimes people don't want to talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't have much to say. They got no personality. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was a really, really interesting experience. So that that's interesting because that, I think about that quite a bit. And uh, sometimes I interview people who I don't know all that much about, you know. And uh, did you find yourself going in and trusting your instinct or did you do a ton of research? Or I sometimes find that when I go in and I over research, it's almost like I'm pushing yeah. the conversation uh-huh. in a certain direction. I like to rather know if I'm talking to a musician, I want to know what they think about comedy or about travel or right. about sport, you know. There, there were times when, if I was a big fan of theirs, uh, I knew everything. I more than they like, I surprised them. Uh-huh. Like they, they, they were shocked that I knew about a song that who produced it, who uh, who was doing background vocals on it. But there were other times, like I remember Bruce Hornsby first record. Uh-huh. I'd never heard of the dude, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't even listen to the record. And they sent me in to interview him, and it went great. That's awesome. It, it went great. There's just a, you got to listen. When you're interviewing somebody, a real key is listening to what they're saying. That always leads to another question. Yeah. You know, it's just like a step. You're mm-hmm. taking a, a step and then it eventually they open them up. One thing that I, I did learn early is that when you're interviewing somebody, if you can find something you have in common right away, like, um, 
oh yeah, I lived. I I grew up in Detroit, and that's where. What part of Detroit were you born? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so totally. right away, it's like, yeah. oh okay, we got this thing. You're like, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love pepperoni. You know, so that's that's yeah. that was uh, one of the things I really learned doing interviews and that people feel comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like you. I trust you. I want to yeah. do business. with And, you. and like the... you're you're like me. Yep. You know, we come from the same part of the country. We went to the same college. We like the same band, whatever. Right. right? Absolutely. I couldn't I, agree more. So I, that's that's a good way to uh, to do it. Uh, but podcast, uh, we don't do a podcast. We we do two live radio shows a day. Yeah. But a podcast, you got so much freedom, mm-hmm. you know, where you can take your time, just like that one hour I I used to do on Westwood One. You can take your time, yeah. to open them up. Absolutely, and sometimes it's in a comfortable setting. Sometimes you're going into someone's house. And you're meeting them for the first time and you're kind of like, you know, you got to just instantly acclimate to the situation and be interesting and be captivating, but also not, you know, fan out a little bit. The other day I met um, Les Claypool from Primus and uh, Sean Lennon, John Lennon's kid, and uh, they have a band together, the Claypool Lennon Delirium, and they were playing in Brooklyn and I got to meet both of them and I, I always... You know, doing stand up and working with the Jokers and seeing these guys, and you want to give people their space. You don't want to, you know, run over and get in line to shake hands with someone. I don't need to shake their hand. I like their music. But if I get a free moment with them, I like to go over and just kind of be as regular guy as possible and just be like, I really appreciate what you do. Thank you so much for giving me a, you know, a release yeah. because I need music. I, I'm, I'm a weirdo where, like, right now in my hotel room, there's music on. So when I go back, I'm walking into music like I need it. Yeah. And uh, it helps with anxiety. It helps with, you know, over over too much thinking and stimulation. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I um I, I agree, though, and I like interviews where um you, the interviewer automatically makes that person feel like, oh, OK, this isn't the enemy, because sometimes press can be. I was just a, about a to say scary that scary thing. Man. They, I think it, they like to know that you're a fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're not going to attack them. Because a lot of entertainers are insecure. Totally. Just, it just, it's part of their nature. Yeah. And they've got a lot of work out there. And so that there's a lot of opportunity to attack them. Yeah. Because that's what critics do. Mm-hmm. And so when they right away think, oh, this guy, we, we grew up in the same town and he's a fan. Okay. I'll tell him anything he wants to know. <laughs> absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then you end up with the best interview ever. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Fenoya is with us. Let's get a break here. Mike's going to be at Comedy Works uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, two shows at the Landmark, one at the uh, Downtown Club. He's got a podcast called Amigos, and tickets available at comedyworks.com. We'll be right back with more after this on the Fox. 